Hey there, it's Nick. I just need a minute of your time before we dive into the worst movie taglines ever. In a rare set of circumstances, our schedules were just not going to work this week, so we were not able to record a new episode. However, instead of having no episode this week, we decided to look back at our bonus archives and pull out one of our past Patreon episodes to share with you, the freeloading cheapskate public. After running a Twitter poll at TennisPod, you nerds selected our past bonus episode, Worst Movie Taglines Ever. This bonus episode was originally released exclusively to our Patreon supporters about five months ago in September 2019. This episode should give you a taste of what our Patreon offers. We release one to two Patreon-exclusive bonus episodes every month, and usually they stray away from our typical top 10-ish list format. In fact, within the next week, we'll be releasing our next Patreon-exclusive episode, The Weirdest Things Ever Caught on X-Ray. And believe me, people, some of the shit is just, it's flabbergasting. I promise you that however bad you think it could be, it's worse. So if you want that new episode on the weirdest things ever caught on x-ray, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash tennispod and unlock all of our past and future bonus episodes right now. It will only cost you three bucks per month. So if you can spare yourself even just one airport hot dog this month, you can afford to become a tennis patron. And by the way, every single penny that we get through our Patreon goes right back into the show. So if you do want to support this show, the Patreon is the best way to do that. And we appreciate everyone who even considers giving to our Patreon. Thank you. Okay, thanks for indulging me. Now let's get to the show. Hey suckers, welcome to another Tennis Podcast Patreon exclusive episode. I'm your host Nick and um, I'm here with somebody. I'm Brandon. You can't say suckers. Why? Because people feel like they've been had. Now, no matter how good... You were just saying in our pre-production meeting how all these idiots no. have been duped into... All these dum-dums have been duped into giving us their hard-earned money. You had just been saying that. It doesn't matter how I... What kind of gold I spend now. It's too late. <laughs> okay, well... You've hobbled me from the start. If you're listening to this, we sure hope that you know what you're paying for and that is, uh, among other things, a minimum of one bonus episode per month exclusively for you, our tennis patrons. And today, we're doing that. We're giving you one of those bonus episodes. So, this has been great, Brandon. I'll see you next week for the main episode. Hope everyone has a great 9-11. What? You don't want to stop recording now? You think you don't think we've got enough here? Oh, for the... to wrap up? I was... Yeah, we're wrapping up. I was choking on the memory of 9-11. Well, you know, actually, by the time this is posted, it's probably after 9-11, but fuck it. It was a national tragedy. I think, isn't it called Patriot Day on the calendar? Is it really? I think so. Toby Keith might have had something to do with that. He'll put a boot in your ass. Have we, we never, we failed to talk about the sexual undertones in putting a boot in your ass. There's a lot of homoerotic stuff in Toby Keith's music. <laughs> Listener of the show. A tennis patron, in fact, Toby Keith. Okay, well, we're not really going to wrap up. What are we talking about today, Brando? Uh, we're going to talk about, well, we love to talk about movies, period. But I also love to talk about shitty movies or shitty yep. decisions surrounding movies of which there are many. Uh, we're going to talk about shitty movie taglines. I think we recently, we read the taglines from uh, some Jack Nicholson movies mm -hmm. and 
they tickled us. We tickled each other. Mm. And now we're ready to take the tickling to a new level mm. and really focus our energy on shitty movie taglines. That's right. So, we both came prepared with a bunch of shitty movie taglines and I will say, you mentioned shitty movies. I'll say that there's also good movies or old movies that are good that have shitty taglines. That's true too. That are just trying a little too hard to be cute. Too cute by half as they say, as Toby Keith says. Yeah, should we just dive right in? Yeah. Give me some bad ones. All right. These are in no particular order. I'm starting with, I was a teenage werewolf. Do you have this one down? I did have this one. The tagline for this is, quote, the most amazing motion picture of our time! <laughs> Exclamation point on the end. Some like sleazy producer in the late 50s, early 60s said, I need a werewolf flick, but I need uh, boobs in it. I need some titillation. So, I need him to be a horny teenager on the prowl. And in the picture, he is wearing mm. like a leather jacket, it looks like, and boots The in the poster for the movie. He's wearing a leather jacket and jeans and boots and he's in a menacing pose lunging at the, at the woman yeah. who isn't wearing any pants. She's just in her, she's wearing no, like she's, hot pants or boy shorts. Well, okay. Hot pants, boy shorts. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, she's in, she's in something but th isn't that kind of just the fashion of the day? Well... It's just all this wrapped up in I guarantee the like the first, you know, they came back with some taglines that were like, you know, teenage hormones out of control or, you know, something, <laughs> uh -huh. something more related to the level of drama in the movie. About this it. movie will have you wolfing down popcorn. Right. And he said like the, none of those are strong enough. And he just kept goading them and prodding them until they finally said, okay, what do you want me to say? This is the most fucking amazing motion picture of our time. And he said, he says, that's, that's exactly it. what I want you to put on that. It's like in the Left Behind books when, what's his name? Buck, Buck Williams. Something it, is the greatest journalist of our time. He's the greatest investigative journalist in the world who gave himself the nickname Buck. Oh, he gave himself yeah, that Yeah, I reread it uh, recently just to remember how shitty it was and to see that if it would make good bonus content. Spoiler, it won't. <laughs> and I... Holy shit. I got distracted by a tagline I'm going to read. Uh, I, oh, thanks for listening. I'm playing the role of one of our listeners right now where they tune you out. They're tuning in for me, uh -huh. tuning out for you. Listen to this tagline. This is for the movie uh, From Paris with Love starring John Travolta. The tagline here is two agents, period. One city, period. No merci, like French. Uh-huh. I mean, that's that's the definition of too cute by half. Is he... Bald on that poster <laughs> yeah. with a goatee. It's funny that I've never seen this movie. I've seen a few commercials for it when it first came out and to this day, I remember this movie because of how fucking weird and stupid he looks in it. Oh, I was just guessing about how weird and stupid he looked. He really has, that's his... He's bald, he's pure bald mm -hmm. with a goatee. Mm. No merci. So, he's, is he supposed to be a badass in that movie? Yes, he's, he's literally holding a goddamn bazooka in the poster. <laughs> he looks like With a hairstyle. With a dead serious face. Like, he's not phased by this bazooka firing a centimeter from his eyeball. He looks like a hairstylist. <laughs> <laughs> he looks artistic. He does not look tough. Listen to this tagline. This is for Nanny McPhee in the Big Bang. The tagline is, who's your nanny? 
Gross. <laughs> Isn't Nanny McPhee like a disgusting hag too? Well, she looks pretty good on all fours. That's all I'll say. What the fuck? I just found... <laughs> I just found the most disturbing one I've seen yet. This wasn't even on my original list. Okay. The movie is called Finding Amanda, which I have come to hate those movie titles that are a verb ending in ing and then a woman's name. Mm -hmm. I think Chasing Amy was the first one to do it and I like Chasing Amy and all other ones are some sort of obnoxious ripoff or play on that. But this movie stars Matthew Broderick who is an overweight middle-aged man now. He doesn't look like Ferris Bueller anymore. He looks like he looks, wor he looks more like uh, Edward Rooney. You're really dogpiling on Matthew Broderick here. <laughs> he looks more like the principal Edward Rooney now. Well, there's a point to that. It stars him and then a young, hot, blonde actress named Brittany Snow. Sure, lo love Brittany Snow. I loved her in that, that one, that one thing. The tagline for Finding Amanda is, no, really, she's his niece. I don't get it. Well, he's standing... Oh, like He's standing creepily behind her and she's got her knee bent in the, the graduate style seductive leg thing and uh, he looks like he wants to fuck her. But it's his niece? Yeah. No, really. She's his niece. <laughs> well, isn't that niece? I just came up with a movie tagline right there. That was awful. Listen to this one. Winter's Bone starring uh, Jennifer Lawrence and it's got her in a beanie looking off to the side kind of like... Who's that over there? And the tagline is, talking just causes witnesses. <laughs> talking? Isn't that just like not well stated? Talking, talking just causes witnesses? Talking only causes... Conversation? I don't even... And like, just if you tell someone, does that make them a material witness? It doesn't make them a material witness to a crime, does it? Well, if you tell some talking about... Imagine living your whole life where you have decided you're not going to talk to anyone because you don't want to become a witness to their potential crimes. Citizen Kane, have you okay. ever seen it? Uh, yeah, I remember seeing it. Okay, just a straight <laughs> fucking answer. Have you seen the goddamn movie? <laughs> no, I haven't seen okay, it. Okay, well, I haven't seen it either. I know that it's recognized as being yeah, yeah, yeah. revolutionary and stuff. The tagline for Citizen Kane, it's terrific. <laughs> Great. With an exclamation point. They spent, they spent all the creative energy on the movie and when they came to the poster, they're like, I don't know, tell them it's fucking terrific. <laughs> what is that, the 40s? He's like, it, 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 is it not terrific? I mean, yeah, it is a statement of fact. What? Well, statement of subjective fact. Well, so, Citizen Kane, did that come out in the 40s? 1941. I mean, does it even count as a real movie back then? I think that was kind of the point. That was like the first real movie. Well, Wizard of Oz was two years before that. Nah, that shit wasn't real. <laughs> okay. Well, let me give you some. Sure. Let me see if you can guess the name of this movie. Unwittingly, he trained a dolphin to kill the President of the United States. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> no, but his, one of his movies is on here too. It's uh, George C. Scott. He's the man who unwittingly trained a dolphin to kill the president of the United States in the movie The Day of the Dolphin. Is it a, like a serious movie? It looks pretty fucking serious from the poster. George C. Scott looks like someone just shit in his Cheerios <laughs> and there's an exploding yacht behind him. Oh, yeah. 
Um, speaking of yachts, let's, sorry, I have to give you this one while I'm looking at it. Jaws the Revenge, this mm-hmm. time it's personal. <laughs> I guarantee you it's not fucking personal to that shark. It was. I saw it. He was pissed off for that whole family. Yeah. I think that might have also been the Jaws movie where a guy's arm gets bitten off right at the beginning. Maybe Jaws the shark had his own inflatable family that he had deflated just that day. Let me hit you with the most disgusting one I found. Okay. For the CGI animated movie Yogi Bear. Oh, I think I saw that one. Great things come in bears. See, I think that is cute. I think that's okay. What's wrong with that one? There's nothing wrong with it. It's true though. A great, I mean, when you hear about a man who fought off a cougar or a bear with his bare hands, don't you view that man or woman as like a man among men or okay. a woman amongst women? The fuck does this have to do with Yogi Bear? Well, I'm about to get that. Wouldn't you say that that is, it's almost superhuman? <sighs> yeah. Well, then I don't disagree that a mark of greatness is someone who has the power to come in a bear, whether by force or by seduction. The fuck are you talking about? If you knew someone who said that they had come in a bear. Oh my God, I get it. Wouldn't you be terrified of the power this person had? (sighs) The power to either overpower or seduce a bear and make love to it in the ass. Well, we didn't say it was the ass. If you're going to do it, you got to get in and out. Oh my God. Wow. I'm just going to let you keep going because you're on a roll. So, let me tell you about this movie starring Burt Reynolds called Malone. Now, on the poster for Malone, Burt looks like he's pointing a gun at someone's nuts. He's pointing it definitely several feet below eye level. Okay. Which is really noticeable because the woman in the image below him is holding a gun at eye level. It's, it's just noticeable that he's pointing a gun at someone's dick. There's a lot, lot to this tagline. The woman held the key to his past. The man wanted to buy his future. Now both were trying to kill him. Malone, ex-cop, ex-CIA, explosive. <laughs> explosive? How can you be an ex-cop and ex-CIA? Can't you be? I you guess can't be both? Burt Reynolds can be whatever the fuck he wants to be, I guess. No, wait. Can you not be, can you not be in the CIA if you had been a cop? I don't know. I don't understand the skill set that puts you in both of those. Would you accept an invitation to be in the CIA, Brandon? No. Maybe on their hot dog research squad? No, absolutely not. Why not? Because they're responsible for all sorts of untold, unspeakable evil. Yeah, but then you're like, you're part of it. You're above it. You, you're one of the puppeteers. No, I can't take part in that. Okay, can you take part in Toy Story 3? This tagline is literally just a fucking observation almost. Here's the tagline. Toy Story 3, be the first to meet 14 new characters. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's like, okay. I'll fucking be there opening day. Doesn't that also seem overwhelming? I don't want even 14, I don't even want to know 14 people in real life. (laughs) Why do I want to meet 14 new characters? And by the way, no matter how hard I try, there's no way I'll be the first to meet them. So, nobody who made the movie showed it to their family. (laughs) Yeah, right. They didn't have a premiere. Yeah. Fucking some fat schlub from the middle of Oklahoma is the first person to see this Pixar movie. (laughs) 
That's you, right? The fat schlub. Dracula's daughter. She gives you that weird feeling. <sighs> she yeah. gives you a weird feeling. Charlie St. Cloud starring Zac Efron. Life is for living. <laughs> What's that okay. mean? Death is for dying and food is for eating and podcasts are for listening. I got one for you. It's Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The man in the hat, I'm sorry, the man with the hat is back and this time he's bringing his dad. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> is nothing, that the plot? Yeah, nothing's, well, I mean, have you seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? No. Well, his dad is in the movie, but. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> just sounds spells, like. Nothing sp says summer blockbuster like and he's bringing his dad. Yeah, nothing sounds like getting your ass kicked faster on the playground either. He sounds like, a, a, you know what this uh, hero could use? A guy who's 40 pounds overweight wearing cargo shorts. Who plays his dad? No, that's just the dad. Oh, yeah, but who- That's just a dad. Who does play his dad though? Sean, Con you've never seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Sean Connery plays his dad. Great. That's really weird that you haven't seen that movie. <sighs> I'm just, I'm joking. So, this movie called The Flesh Eaters. Uh-huh. There's a lot on this poster too. The fuck, this poster's uh, a whole novel. Behind this membrane, you will be driven to a point midway between life and death. <laughs> just fuck, I thought I was going to see a movie. <laughs> the only people who will not be sterilized with fear are those among you who are already dead. Say that one again. Yeah. That was intense. The only people who will not be sterilized what? with fear are those among you who are already dead. Jesus Christ, that's heavy. Well, I think the phrase is paralyzed with fear, not like not having your reproductive organs <laughs> altered. Well, may maybe they just mean really, really clean. Like you, <laughs> you know, like the, I have a sterilized option on my washing machine. Right. Get it extra clean. Yeah. But is the movie. Like, is there a sterilization tie-in? What's this movie? The Flesh Eaters. Okay. Note. I'm stressed out. Well, there's another note on okay. the poster too. Note, like a Surgeon General's warning. Note, uh, we will not insult your intelligence by having nurses in attendance or any other such trite gimmicks. However, if you cannot stand to see human flesh stripped from a body before your very eyes, please don't come. Oh my god. First of all, I already came, am I right? I want to see this. Secondly, is that a gimmick that movies have done where they had nurses like stationed in theaters? I think so. I, uh, it I sounds think like something they might have done with The Exorcist or something. Probably not. I do think it was probably part of, or at least didn't help or didn't hurt their marketing campaign when people were, word of mouth spread about people passing out in the theaters. Passing what in theaters? Passing out. Okay. Like fainting? As opposed to what you pass in the theater. Go ahead. Oh, gas? <laughs> hey, you said it. I don't fart at the movies. Whoa, 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 whoa. Am I, I not allowed to drop a hard F? <laughs> but uh, they also used to have gimmicks like, um, do you ever hear about The Tingler? No. Uh, there's a movie called The Tingler, something that would tingle up your spine, some kind of monster thing. And the 
theater seats came equipped with this little thing that would buzz or vibrate or otherwise tickle. Yeah. That oh, you're yeah. back during the movie. Where can I see this again? God damn. <laughs> yeah, people kept, people were facing the wrong direction during the movie. <laughs> I know they're bringing that back though. Like I just got an email from AMC theaters where they're like trying to get me to go to their new, I don't remember what they're they're calling it, but it's like a theater with an enhanced experience where like the seats vibrate in conjunction with what's happening on screen. Yeah, I don't want any of that to happen. No? No, I just want the movie- You don't like to be titillated during a movie? No, I want the movie to go into my eyes and ears. I don't need, I don't want all that other stuff. Okay. Uh, how about, remember we just, in uh, our recent episode on the most critically acclaimed Adam Sandler films, I think we touched on this movie, but The Cobbler, it's a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. The Cobbler, Shoe Cobbler. The tagline is, saving the neighborhood one soul at a time, like a shoe soul. Um, upsets me. No, no, but see, that's like borderline good. See, some of these I'm like, you know, if I'm sitting in a, mar- in a marketing meeting for this movie, I might sign off on that. Ooh. You wouldn't? Say it again. The last tagline? Yeah. The cobbler. Saving the neighborhood one soul at a time. But it's S-O-L-E, soul. Yeah, but of all the ones they picked, they just, they they said like, you know what? The shitty shoe pun is the one we're going to go with. But it's a shitty shoe movie. That's true. I guess they're just keeping with the shit. And it's just Adam Sandler in a green apron holding a coffee. <laughs> That's the movie poster. <laughs> One more here. Tom Cruise, Vanilla Sky. Yeah. The movie poster is him looking 40 years younger than he does now. Looking off to the side, looks very Photoshop. And the tagline is, quote, all one word with no spaces. Yeah. Love, hate, dreams, life, work, play, friendship, sex. It's like a, you could use that for, to describe our pod. That's just, a, that should be our new podcast description on Apple Podcasts for our show. Love, hate, dreams, life, work, play, friendship, sex. It just sounds like he's trying to cram a lot into a busy day. Yep. But he's ending it with some sex. Hey, you remember Vanilla Ice? I do. He was in a movie called Cool as Ice. It was all about what a, a hot piece of ass he was. Uh. And the tagline is, uh, you know, it's about a girl uh, falling in love with a bad boy on a motorcycle. Naturally. Now, listen to this shit. Wrap your head around. When a girl has a heart of stone, there's only one way to melt it. Just add ice. Now, that's, that's the winner so far. This, because it's, it's corny but it also is untrue. You know what Vanilla Ice hates more than anything is science. Well, it's not like Vanilla Ice came up with the damn name. Is there any doubt who came up with the idea for this movie? Who said like, you know what we really need is a, a movie where everybody thinks Vanilla Ice is the coolest guy in town with the biggest dick. He pitched that movie. Well, this is his movie. He probably wrote it. Did it come out right when, you know, right around the time he was big briefly? Yeah. This is an effort to capitalize on his success, not an effort to rekindle success. In fact, this probably hurt him overall. Yeah. Vanilla Ice, listener of the show. If you want to melt stone... Just add ice. If you're going to melt stone, you need an incredible amount of heat, right? Like magma. Yeah. The <laughs> level heat. Holy shit, magma. What, the, what is magma? Liquid hot magma. It's melted <laughs> rock. It's lava that hasn't... How does it get so damn hot down there? 
<laughs> Under the earth? Yeah. The devil. I thought, oh, okay. Because I think it'd be cold. Why? Because there's no sun down there. <laughs> no, that's where liquid hot magma lives. Magma huh. is, isn't that fucked up that like, say you had a microwave that could get as hot, like hotter than blazes. <laughs> blazes. <laughs> that's, the, that's the setting. It's like one through 10 and then after 10 is blazes. Blazes plus. So, you put a rock in there and you could fucking melt a rock. That's it. Yeah. That's wild, right? Sure, yeah. It's all wild. The whole, the whole shebang's wild. <laughs> well, let me, you know what else is wild? The tagline for this movie called The Tenant. Okay. It came out in 1976 and I guess it was directed by Roman Polanski. Now, do you know who Roman Polanski is? Uh, yeah, he, he was uh, married to Sharon Tate. Yeah, well, he also raped I mean, he's probably, oh, did he? I didn't know this. <laughs> he like statutory, well, no, it wasn't statutory because it wasn't consensual. I don't know if it was consensual. He sexually assaulted a girl or raped her. I'm not exactly clear which, but he, to flee the chart, he's lived in France since like the 70s, so he won't be charged in America for rape. Hmm. And the tagline for this movie is, nobody does it to you like Roman Polanski. Because it's his movie? Yeah. Well, that, I guess, that nobody seems... Does, nobody does rape to you like yeah. Roman Polanski. It seems in poor taste. You th was this after the, the rape charge? I don't know. I guess it's one of... Maybe it's one of those Hollywood things that like didn't come to light until later. I'm not really sure. Shrek the third. No. Damn it. That's the one I was going to do next. The weight is ogre. <laughs> I'm looking at an article... And it said what they should have done is the weight is ogre, but yeah. weight, weight is like, you know, body weight. Mm -hmm. See, that's cute. You mentioned consensual sex a minute ago. Whose idea was it to put the word sensual right in the middle of the word? Okay, anyway. The sec uh, Secretariat, did you already say this one? No, but I saw this one too. The tagline is the impossible true story. So, which is it, Secretariat? Is it a true story or did it not happen because it's impossible? Who's in this movie? Diane Lane and John, Mal uh, John Malkovich? It's fucking impossible. He's a known liar. That's not true. He's a good man. Silent Rage in 1982 starring Chuck Norris. Science created him. Now, Chuck Norris must destroy him. <laughs> <laughs> I saw... I, actually, this is one of the ones I saved too. He's an indestructible man. Fused with powers beyond comprehension, an unstoppable terror who in one final showdown will push Chuck Norris to his limits and beyond. Beyond. Beyond his limits? They're trying to make him sound like a Terminator. Yeah, no, it is kind of a, because that came out before Terminator. So, maybe Terminator ripped his ass off. We can't rule it out. What do you think of old Chuck Norris? <sighs> I mean, hell of an ass. Can't say much about his movies though. I don't think I've ever seen a Chuck Norris movie. Earthquake, 1974. Do you have this one? No. Okay. This is a movie. Does it, uh, does it say we're going to shake things up? No, but that's good. I'm reading someone that said they should have said it's off the scale. Oh. But the real tagline is, I'm not, I'm no bullshit, an event. <laughs> a movie. <laughs> a movie. <laughs> Imagine sitting in the marketing boardroom at some, you know, luxury office suite on the 200th floor. And they're batting around tagline ideas to market this major movie that has some big names in it. And the one they land on is an event. 
<laughs> an event. It, I mean, it's... <laughs> God it's works in mysterious ways. It's an event, you know. It's a thing. Hey, take it or leave it. That's what, That would have been another good one. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. How about Jack Frost 2, the, you know, the horror snowman. Mm-hmm. He's icing and slicing. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wasn't there a Jack Frost that would... Wait. There was a Jack Frost... With Michael Keaton, which is a sappy like dad becomes Jack and Frost And the sequel movie. is a horror movie? No, no. There's a separate plane. Oh. There's a separate franchise that's They're just- They're not in the same- It's not a shared Jack Frost universe? I mean, maybe there was a post-credit scene in the Michael Keaton version I missed, but <laughs> I think they're Where separate. Samuel L. Jackson shows up and tells him like, now you got to be evil. <laughs> Ghost Ship. Do you remember the horror film Ghost Ship? No, did you see the movie Ghost Ship? I did. You did really? Yeah. Well, okay. I haven't seen the Indiana Jones film, but I saw Ghost Ship. <laughs> that is fucking weird. That's like you were born in Russia or something. The tagline is "See Evil." You get it? C S E A Evil. Um, I get it. That's a response my wife often gives to me when I'll tell her a joke and she doesn't laugh and then I very slowly and obnoxiously explain the joke mm-hmm. and uh, then she, yeah, she says, I get it. And you can hear the period right on the end of that sentence. <laughs> hey, I just found the tagline for Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay. Is it Brandon likes us? <laughs> it's, oh, there's two. They have two taglines. They're really good. In space, no one can eat ice cream. (laughs) And the other one is, killer clowns from outer space, they make aliens look like a circus. (laughs) Was it true? Man, the people who made killer clowns from outer space, I don't think get enough credit for taking a really truly shit idea for a movie and making something of it, having some fun with it. Yeah, having some fun with the uh, inflatable boobies. So, uh, there's a, looks like a straight to DVD horror film probably called Miner's Massacre. Never heard of it. It's got a zombie looking dude with a pickaxe in the poster, uh, with a grimace and the tagline is, they axed for it. (laughs) Uh, I get upset about some of these. Hey, I'm just, don't shoot the messenger. I think what we're learning is that puns upset me. There's a movie called The Pit. From 1981, down in the pit, there's something alive, half human, half monster, half crazed. Wait, three halves? Pray to God it only kills you. (laughs) Yeah, this monster gives a fucking 150% every time. (laughs) How many halves do you have, Brandon? I barely one. How about Tourist Trap? It's a horror film. And the tagline is, every year young people disappear, which just seems like a depressing <laughs> statistic. So, are you going to follow that up with anything? Nope, that's it. Every year young people disappear. Halloween H2O, this summer terror won't be taking a vacation. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, everybody knows that nothing bad ever happens in the summer. Wait, summer usually, terror usually does take a vacation in the summer. Why is a Halloween movie coming out in the summer anyway? Red flag. Is that a bad sign of a horror movie coming out in the summer? Doesn't help. I, I'm being honest. You see, you see a lot of horror movies. I think you see almost every horror movie that comes out. I do. Is this is the summer a like kind of a dry spell for good horror movies? 
I mean, uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of any recently, but I'm sure they... I mean, I remember The Witch, which was one of my favorites the last few years. Came, came out, out in January or February, right? Yeah, right. But that, you know, I think Winter, because Winter is still kind of dead and... The Witch was a good winter movie because it had so much... had so much gray skies and quiet in it. They do. You can get a good horror film any time of the year, but typically biggest horror season to no surprise is Halloween-y time. All right, give me two more and I'll give you two more and then we'll wrap up here. Well, I just found, stumbled across the one for The Blue Lagoon. Do you know anything about that movie? Is that the, that's the one with the, uh, what's that guy's name? Finn Man or something? The monster. The monster from the Black Lagoon? You're thinking oh, of the Black, Black Lagoon. Lagoon. <laughs> I no. fucking am, yeah. No, the, the Black Lagoon didn't have nearly as much underage sex as the Blue Lagoon came out in 1980. This was, um, Brooke Shields was like a little, was a little girl in this movie. Listen to this. The director of Grease, Randall Kleiser brings to the screen a sensual story of natural love. Oh my God. Two children shipwrecked alone on a tropical island. Nature is kind. They thrive on the bounty of the jungle and lagoon. The boy grows tall, the girl beautiful. When their love happens, it is as natural as the sea and is powerful. That's not a tagline, that's a tag novel. Yeah, that's the whole movie, it sounds like. Sensual? If the, if the word sensual is in print anywhere, if the, the word sensual can never be said where it's not weird. It's an inch and a half away from the word children. Oh, fuck, you're right. Guys, yeah, did Roman Pilecki do this movie? He would have loved it. He gives it two thumbs up. Uh, how about Fletch starring Chevy Chase? Uh -huh. Meet the only guy who changes his identity more often than his underwear. Does he have like... He's holding old, a, like, like ID badge that like folds out like old school wallet and he has like six Yeah, IDs. I know the movie. Okay. Yeah, I know the movie really well. I think... But it sounds more like they're implying he has like old shit stained underwear with holes in it. Mm. I mean... Uh, I mean, you'd have to tell me since you're so familiar with this film. You got a heart on for it as soon as I started talking about it. This Christmas, heal the love, the tagline for Marley and me. Heal the love because you tell dogs to heal, mm -hmm. which nobody's done that since fucking 1872, but... It just seems like a really weird idea to hang a movie's marketing strictly around the time, a pun based all around at the time of year. Like, you're just drawing attention away from the fact that like, this is a movie about a cute puppy that dies at the end. Well, spoiler alert, first of all. And secondly, there's a billion Christmas puns, a billion dog puns, and you chose the fucking worst one. The dog's cute though on the poster, so. The last one I found out, there's this like knockoff movie. It's clearly a knockoff of King Kong. The art depicts a giant gorilla with a fucking giant shark in one hand. And... <laughs> Uh -huh. I don't have it in front of me at the moment, but I think it was an airplane in the other. And the tagline is, not to be confused with King Kong. <laughs> I see it right now. It's I'm like looking a at it. I think they just made a, they had a lawyer write their tagline. <laughs> <laughs> like a nervous lawyer is like, I think we're in big fucking trouble with this movie, you guys. <laughs> Everyone's going to look at this and fucking think King Kong. I just need to be very clear on the poster. Oh my God, it is in big letters too. Asterisk, not to be confused with King Kong. 
It's just like our podcast, not to be confused with a good podcast. It's uh, it's kind of like when um, when you buy the Walgreens or the CVS version of the medicine, and it says yeah. you know compared to mm-hmm. you know full strength Benadryl, they should have gone with uh, compared to King Kong. And there's even, I mean, this is the movie King Kong because there's even a damsel in distress, mm-hmm. and there's a helicopter flying around his head. I mean, what was the deal with that? Why, like, is he trying to fuck this tiny woman? <laughs> I mean. He should have just listened to you go on and on about fucking bears in the ass. He would he just w- mash her to death with his well, Brandon, Jesus giant Christ. Kong. Nobody wants to know that. His Kong dong. Yeah, and where is his Kong dong, by the way? Wouldn't we see it? And isn't she kind of into him? Yeah. She is into him. She saves him, I think. Doesn't she stop them from killing him or something? Some yeah. Shit? Yeah. They were both randy for each other that whole movie. Yeah. They're very, it's a sensual movie at the base of it. They're uh, then natural love. <sighs> Star Trek Five. The movie poster is literally a movie theater chair, like a red movie theater chair with a seatbelt on it. And the tagline is huge on the poster. It just says, why are they putting seatbelts in theaters this summer? Implying that it's because this movie is such a fucking wild ride. Uh, I f- thought it was because the other theaters were driving drunk. <laughs> Star Trek V was the final frontier. Yeah, final frontier. June 1989. Wasn't it one of, it was one of the bad ones, right? The odd numbered Star Trek movies, I think are rumored or, or allegedly I, the bad ones. I don't know. And I haven't the, seen a single one. I haven't seen, I have not seen this one. Okay. Well, why don't we stop talking about it then? And um, it does look shitty though. No, of course. Oh, it was directed by William Shatner. When they let the star direct it, it's done. We were, <laughs> this will be the last Star Trek we're Austin, do. Austin, uh, Michael Myers directed Austin Powers. Did he really? Yeah. He had to have help from somebody. I don't know. I, I also just don't believe about William Shatner. Would I you say it's the impossible true story? <laughs> the impossible true story of William Shatner keeping his shit together long enough to direct a movie. I have a very hard time believing that William Shatner directed Leonard Nimoy. And Leonard Nimoy... Why don't you explain for the folks at home who Leonard Nimoy is? Uh, he's Spock. Okay. He directed Three Men and a Baby. Remember that movie? No. I can't, you don't remember Three Men and a Baby? It was uh, Tom Selleck and Steve Gutenberg and Ted Danson. They're the three men uh, and there's a baby. Ted Danson. They're three bachelors and somehow they get like this baby and they got to take care of a baby. Man, that's hilarious. Hijinks ensue and Spock directed that movie. It was a, you know, pretty decent movie. No. I was going to tell you, um, what's it say about Ted Danson that, you know, he's done so many huge cheers is what everyone knows him for and he also did Becker or other things. But I hear Ted Danson immediately, first thing I think of is George complaining about not getting the Ted Danson plane in the last Seinfeld episode. Oh, I did. That is not the first thing. You think they're putting Ted Danson on this plane? I forgot about that. Uh, not the first thing I think of, but now, now it might be. The first thing I think of when I hear John Voight is John Voight's car. Yeah. No, I'm the same. That and Anaconda, which is like far from his <laughs> most important role. Doesn't he play a, like a wild-eyed old coot in yeah, Anaconda? Yeah, well, he plays... Like a snake expert? Yeah, but he's like, you're not sure if you can trust him or not sort of thing. And I think he proves to not be trusted if Why? I recall. He's just on the side of the anaconda? 
No, but uh, he's Team Anaconda. (laughs) I think he. I don't know. I'm not gonna say. But uh, yeah, John Voight, listener of the show, hell of an ass on him too. Hell of an ass on that Anaconda. I've seen bits and pieces of Anaconda uh, around the time that it came out, and I do remember it being a like for being a shitty movie. It was like a really enjoyable shitty movie. You can't call a movie enjoyable if you haven't even seen the whole damn thing. It has Jennifer Lopez. Listen to this lineup. Jennifer yep. Lopez, Ice Cube, John Voight, Eric Stoltz. I don't know who the fuck Jonathan Hyde is and Owen Wilson. Here's the tagline for the movie. There's two of them. The first one is, when you can't breathe, you can't scream. Uh-huh. And the second one is, it will take your breath away. All of those are true about anacondas. But probably not. But not the, it did, the movie is not going to take my... It's not fucking breathtaking. No. God, I can't wait to watch this again. And Danny Trejo is in it. Trejo. It launched a few sequels that were not good. Um, speaking of not good, we should probably end this damn thing. So, um... And did you know John Voight's fucking crazy now? <laughs> he's always been crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's like... <laughs> I'm reading some shit he said recently and like... He said that God answered all our prayers by granting Trump the White House. <sighs> and then... In May of this year, he released a short two-part video on Twitter supporting Trump's policy, policies calling him the greatest president since Abraham Lincoln. And he's also... Oh, my God. He's also estranged from his daughter, Angelina Jolie. I forgot that was his daughter. Do, do people that... Like, even Trump supporters, I don't feel like most of them would say he's the greatest since Abraham Lincoln, but maybe I'm naive. For some reason, everything has to be... Like the greatest, and the best. it all has to be hyperbole. They can't just settle for being like, yeah, man, like top ten, top five, maybe. It's got to be like best, greatest, biggest, fattest, hungriest, angriest, orangest, most sensual. I want to know why they're estranged, though. Love your kids, people. Hug them tight. Um, and while you're hugging them, stick some uh, earphones in their ears with this fucking episode playing in it. So, they can get a taste of what adults are like in the world. Your kids will have dirty mouths like mine. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot your kid. Didn't he say, didn't he just look up at you one day and say, fuck you? (laughs) He was not quite two yet and he was sitting in my lap and rubbing my face and looked up at me with these like kind of starry, sweet little child eyes and said, fuck you. He didn't know what that meant at the time, but he definitely knows what bad words mean now and who boy. Yeah, you popped him and deflated him for it recently. <laughs> okay, well, we're not going to end on a better note than that. So, let's wrap this up. Uh, if you enjoyed this little episode here, we can do uh, future, I don't know, worst of type bullshit in the future. Yeah, we want feedback on this content too. Yeah. What kind of bonus content you like, bonus content you would like to hear from us. If you want to say what you don't like, you can specifically send that to Nick. But yeah, are interested in what you guys want to hear. You can comment on the post on Patreon that announced this episode or you can also just send us an email directly at tennispod at gmail.com. Give us any and all honest feedback and if it's feedback about um, Brandon's old man breath getting through your device into your nostrils it's happened to me before let me know because there might be something we can do about it i'm not going to promise but we can at least look into it i'm not looking into that okay i'm nick he's brandon thank you very much thank you 
we will uh, see you down the road. Hi again, it's me. One last reminder that you can get even more A-plus quality shit like what you just heard at patreon.com slash tennispod. Thank you.